What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Dark Side Podcast. I'm David Viano. And I'm Matt Elias. And we have a pretty special episode for you today. It's our first full-on themed episode where we just talk about one subject the whole time. Mm -hmm. Today's episode will be all on... Should we do a drum roll? (laughs) No? Should we do that? (laughs) I want to play it out. (laughs) But yeah, basically, the first themed episode is all on... The Silk, Silk Road. Road. Mm. Not the actual Silk Road that's like a real road. Isn't there like a sort of trade in another country that is the Silk Road? It was a trade route Okay, across Europe and Asia. It's not that. No. It's the, it's We're the, talking about where you buy dope on the dark web. It's And, and more things. Dope and more. Dope and more. But um, yeah, guys, if, you don't, if you've been living under a rock for the past like eight years... Basically, what the Silk Road was is, in my opinion, probably one of the greatest things to ever happen to the internet. Uh, not for purpose, like not for the purchase of drugs or anything. I had never used the Silk Road for that, but just the idea of it and how it was made. So, basically, if you have a Tor browser, which Tor is an enc- especially encrypted browser that keeps a non anonymity. Is that how you say that? Anonymity. I don't even know how to say that. Anonymity. 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 You're anonymous the mm-hmm. whole time using Tor is what I should be saying. It helped. It's very. It was created by the U.S. government to help people not be able to be tracked as easily. Also known as the Onion Relay. Yeah. When people talk about the dark web, it means Tor because that's where the dark web is. It's mm-hmm. The only place that you can access the dark web. It's kind of interesting. I've never, I've only used Tor once, and um, I wasn't even the one using it. I was watching it being used, but it's it's very interesting. Takes you a while to get where you need to be. Mm, well, yeah, unless you yeah. know exactly. I mean, it just how. looks like a a web browser. Yeah, it's not like it's anything. not as fast though. It's no, like, it's it's slow. It's but, way slow. But yeah, but there's technical reasons for that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, basically the way Tor works briefly is that. Whenever your computer sends a little piece of information um, onward, like whether it's a request to pull up a website or whether it's uh, you can have anonymous email, untraceable email accounts using the dark web. The way the onion relay works is when you send that piece of information, it goes through a series of stops along the way. And at every stop, it loses the record of what its previous of of what its previous stop was. Okay. Okay. So imagine there's three stops between you and me. I send I send the message to you right. or the request for information from your website on the dark web. It goes to the first stop. It loses its memory that it came from me. It goes to the next stop. It loses its memory. So one and then the other. So it makes it difficult to you know, to trace uh, someone using this. Now, it's not impossible. People have oh, been yeah. caught on as, the dark web, as obviously. As we're about to find out. Yeah, as, as the Silk Road story goes. Yeah. But there um, was little flaws with that. Like, we'll get into how they got yeah. caught and everything. Yeah. So talk about what the Silk Road was. All right. The Silk Road general. was a, web, a, a site on the dark web. It started in 2011, only lasted until about 2013, which is crazy because something that had that little of a time made such a big impact on what 
like how we saw the internet and how we saw these marketplaces because before this there was nothing like this there was not like okay we'll get into how what the silk road was a little bit the silk road was an online marketplace where you were able to buy all sorts of illegal and legal things they had and any sort of drug you wanted, you can get it off the Silk Road. Depend, and it was—it's basically the Amazon of drugs. You had reviews on it. Um, you knew the shit was legit because the people who were buying it would leave reviews. Like it was like a four—it was like a five-star review. You know, give them five stars. Talk about uh, the product that you got. But there was also like other things you can buy too, like stolen credit card information, uh, new V, like um, new but visas, that's not, passports. Those things aren't only what the Silk Road was about and it wasn't designed to be made for illegal things no, it, it was, was just a, made to be a free a, li- a place where anyone could come and sell things without being regulated right basically. it was and the there defin- was plenty of legal stuff that you could buy on there's norm, oh, yeah. normal goods that you could buy on there as yeah, well yeah it was a completely libertarian marketplace it was the definition of a libertarian marketplace right, pretty basically. much anyone could get on there and set up a vendor yeah. site and just Sell, sell whatever you wanted. And it was yep. all ran through Bitcoin. And when this was when Bitcoin was first getting its like go, guys, like, like Bitcoin is now what, like over $3,000. It had a huge drop the past year, but yeah. it's now worth around 3000 a coin, like a little over three. It's like between three or 4000 a coin. Back then, Bitcoins were only like $17, $18 a coin. So this is like, this is a bit back, like where we're going with this. But it was the most, it was like, it was so genius at the time because it was when the cryptocurrency market was starting to boom and not a lot of people were too familiar with it at the time, but the ones who were cashed the fuck out on this thing. But it was also kind of shady because the people who were running the Silk Road had access to all these Bitcoins too. Like, because they had everyone's information. They had all the vendors' information. It was right. all, like, it was an open marketplace to them, but... They had like this idea. So it's so like as if Amazon anything. actually was able to access your your money. That when you so if you buy something from Walmart on Amazon, it's as if Amazon had access to that money in right. those transactions. Right. But you really didn't have anything to worry about. And because they were using Bitcoin because it's untraceable. Exactly. That was the one thing. Like now, like if you, you use were, your credit card or if you pay through PayPal or you use Western Union, you can never. You can be tracked. Yeah, and as we like, as you mentioned before, we even recorded like the Silk Road Three was offering like the third one that they revamped because this has been revamped throughout the years after the first one being shut down. All of them have failed, by the way. It's not going to really work that well anymore. Everyone kind of realizes that unless they find a completely new way to do this that no one has even thought of yet. Because it seems like everything is getting shut down anytime something like this comes back up. But they were using PayPal and Western Union. So, of course, it's not going to last that long. And if yeah. you're dumb enough to buy illegal things over the internet and link your PayPal account and, or your Western Union account, you deserve to get caught. Like, you're just asking to get caught. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. But literally, man, have you ever gone? Did you ever go on the Silk Road when it was? No. You could buy anything you yeah. wanted, dude. Like, anything. It was crazy to see how much. Because, like, I had just browsed it for like an hour with a friend because we had never done it before. And it was like when we were in college and we wanted to see how it was. And let me tell you, there was some cool stuff you can buy on there. <laughs> like crazy stuff you can buy on so there. So what did you see? Drugs? A lot. We were mainly looking through drugs. Like we didn't look through the weapons or anything like Because you can buy weapons and stuff like that too. No, I read that. Uh, well, let's not get ahead of ourselves with mm-hmm. it. But so the 
Silk Road was set up as a super free trade, unregulated marketplace, and that was the intent. Of yeah. It. it wasn't meant to be um, the drug superhighway. No, but by the end of its time, 70% of it was all drugs. Right. And I mean, like, if you're a drug dealer and you, and you like, if you sell shit at a mass quantity, dude, and you find out there's a site that's completely anonymous that you can sell whatever you want to, like throughout the internet, like and get yeah. paid through Bitcoin without it being traceable, why wouldn't you? Like, I understand people who did that. Like, it's, it's so much more money you could be making at the end. Like, and less you, risk. Yeah, and way less risk. And that's like the one. And that's what a lot of people argued about that was great about the Silk Road because people were able to buy drugs without in a non-sketchy way. Right. That was like an. You don't have to risk getting robbed and yeah. whatever else. And like you, and you don't violence have the risk of like, violence. Yeah, and now especially with fentanyl being in dope everywhere now, like you got the risk of like it was less risk of you having a cutback because everyone had the description of what it was like. You had the description of every little thing that it was. Now, like, granted, you're still taking someone's word for it. Yeah, but when you like that's where the reviews come in. Like one person does have to risk yeah. it and everything, but like once you see like if you that's see true. a vendor that has all five star reviews saying like it's the perfect like batch, you're gonna buy that one. That's true, like, that's you know, true. It's so not, they did have actual product reviews on yeah, there. And yeah, it was it, open. Mm-hmm, yeah. And they and it was ran like an actual marketplace, guys. So like, it's not a, hard to see how a setup like that prevented I mean it would present it would prevent accidental overdose deaths. Yeah. It would also prevent drug-related violence. Yes, because you're not even leaving the house, right? But when it, and it comes, also puts gangs out of business, that too, that too, major. Unless they were, I mean, I'm sure some of the cartels were on there. Sure, but if they're on there just mailing stuff, then uh, that's a lot less real life, you know, possible yeah. violent activity that they're yeah. out there doing. Yeah, it was basically this was kind of a solution to the war on drugs. Right. My whole opinion on this whole case is. It was it was a complete setup from the government to shut it down because of what was happening. Yeah, like they knew that this if this could get way more out of hand than it could, that it could possibly end the war on drugs. They had a really good thing going here. Like they had a great idea going on that sort of that sort of end where it could completely wipe out all of the violence and everything caused by drugs. Potentially, in the yeah, potentially. Like like I said, yeah. I, we we're not one hundred percent that that could have happened, but. It was looking towards that because of how much hype that that site have gotten, and just the, like like we said, just the two years that it was running, right? So, and like I don't know about your opinion on drugs, but in my opinion, they should like all be illegal and regulated, one hundred percent, because it would end. I've been saying that for years. Yeah, it would end so much like trouble that we have now going on, especially with the fentanyl problem that's happening in this country right now. If you could buy, if you could buy bags of dope from the drugstore for a reasonable price with a regulated label on it explaining what's in it you would eliminate accidental overdoses almost entirely exactly period you would shut down street violence related to drugs because why would anyone ever just go on the set and buy drugs from you know just from like the guys on the corner right at a crazy markup when you could just go to a regular store and buy it and you know what you're getting exactly for and then you know, and then you could tax it as well. Yeah. I mean, the, you would people... solve the overpopulated prisons yeah. issue that we've got now. Yeah. Although, again, this is everything is uh, always complicated. Yeah. Because you've got forces that don't want that to happen for 
not drug related reasons. Exactly. Because like, private prisons prison, are one of the private, most private prisons, and there's a lot of money that goes into that. Yeah. They will fight tooth and nail to keep drug laws in place because they make a profit off of imprisoning people. Then there's other elements, too, that I think are less insidious than that. Like, think about uh, like prison guards have unions and stuff. Those yeah. are groups that are going to want to fight for keeping those kind of laws in place because it's that's their work. Right. You know? hell, they they would be put out of a job. It's working like, dudes that have regular jobs. So right. You it's can like understand the DEA that. as well. DEA too. Yeah, yeah. Like if there was, if that issue was completely resolved, the DEA would not exist. I mean, they would probably still have a job, but they wouldn't have anywhere near the amount of of work that they have. Right. Like the war on drugs would basically be uh, like be kind of over in a sense. It wouldn't be like 100 mm-hmm. over, but it would be a great start. You would put the street end. gangs completely off the map, they, and they would ha- well, they would adapt. I yeah, mean, they would have to start selling probably, dope for like way, 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 way lower or something. The profit I mean, margins would, would go down. Who would buy from them? At all, you know, That's really, the thing. probably yeah. just the the most marginalized neighborhoods. Yeah, would you know? But like, they would they would do other things, you know. Yeah, I don't know. what do they do? They would sell other things, right? But know? it also goes to the the point where like that's a problem too. You because put the not- drug cartels, you crush yeah. their biggest marketplace as well. Yeah, you know you that wouldn't we- end well. I think either well, they'd be pretty upset about would- that. Well, yeah, but what are they going to do about it? Go to war with the U.S. government because. They would just. That's I probably, the last thing they want. They would probably start killing people left and right for they no are, reason. They already started that. Yeah, <laughs> but I ago. feel like I feel like it would get worse I don't, if they started nah, it would, doing dude, that. Dude, it would cripple them. It would hurt their cash flows so much. Oh yeah, it would. But like, I it, feel like there would there it would they would go away after a while. But I feel like they put up. I don't a fight think they would the, go the away. Beginning. They're worldwide. They sell drugs all over the place. But well, they would yeah. have to move their shit somewhere else. Yeah, you know, they'd have to find about, new. In the, if, I'm talking about legalizing drugs in the United States. Okay, which is okay. the not not as a, I'm not just as thinking a about it through that kind of a lens. Okay, okay, I got and you. The USA is the biggest market for these for, drug cartels, right? Yeah. You take yeah. that away from them, you cripple their main cash flow, and they got to move their stuff someplace else. You that's know? true. Yeah, that's true. But it's also like it goes to the point where like. Dude, not a lot of people like drugs in this country. A lot of people just want this to be a drugless country, which is... I mean, I really don't think that's gonna, most people. It, that's not most people. A lot of people are like that. Most though. people are just fine with weed, and that's the majority of everyone thinks weed should be legal. Yeah, I think it goes back to the to the whole baby boomer thing, because I like I know a lot of baby boomers who wouldn't, like, who were just despise drugs and hate Because them. that was the brainwashing that they were shown yeah. when they were kids, right? yeah. You know, and, like, weed's one thing. I don't think weed should even be described as, like, I mean, it's a drug, but it's not, like... Well, it's less dramatic of an intoxicating substance than even alcohol is. Yeah, yeah, and it's... Like, think about it. Would you rather be on the road with someone who's drunk or someone who's kind of stoned? I'll answer that for you, stone. It's nothing like being drunk and driving. There's not even a comparison because you're still focused no matter what. Drunk driving, which... Not gonna lie, I mean, who hasn't done it? We've all like, I feel like we've all done it once or twice. You have way less focus, way less. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? I, like, I guess hand-eye coordination. You would say like you're kind of everywhere, but if you're good at it, I mean, there's completely alcoholics I mean, who do it every day too. Being like, stoned is still gonna lower your reflex response. I mean, driving around fucked up in any form is not a good idea. But the point I was making is that weed is uh, a much less harmful substance than alcohol is. Yeah, very. In more ways than one. Yeah. I've never heard someone who smokes all day have terrible health problems. Or like I mean, they're going to get lung cancer eventually. Uh, in 
incinerating plant matter and pulling it in your body causes cancer. Look at Tommy Chong, though. Okay, that's one guy. And who knows if he has cancer? He could have cancer. He had some form (laughs) of cancer, but it wasn't like from smoke. I think it was like prostate or pancreatic or something like that. It wasn't caused from smoking, I think. Pull that up, Jamie. But, <laughs> but I'm pretty like Jamie's off today. Yeah, Jamie's up. But I'm pretty sure, like, I guess we'll all find out because I mean, this is like the generation that like smokes way, way, way more than the past generations have. Man, and I can account for that. Yeah, because like, yeah, and even the um even studies with the concentrates and stuff nowadays, it's going to be interesting to see how that goes. Yeah, down the line in the next ten years, because no one really knows exactly how it is, but. So anyway, anyway, we digress. Mm-hmm. But the Silk Road was meant to be just a super unregulated free-for-all marketplace. And it, of course, got under... Uh, uh, it was under fire. Yeah. It by, was... by the way, it was Chuck Schumer Fuck him. who made a public call. I like Chuck Schumer. I fucking hate him. He made a public call for this to be shut down to, yeah to go after the silk because road. now uh, granted look they're it's illegal and yeah. they're flooding you know illegal things into the country so yeah i get what supposed to do be, i get be, where they're coming be from excited but about it but it's also like the whole reason that it be got it got that attention is because some dumb fucks ordered stuff over the internet and got hurt doing it like some kids like it was there was a story about how a kid supposedly had bought acid or whatever over the Silk Road and ended up jumping off a balcony or some shit stories up and put himself in a coma. I love that. I love how that that becomes it's the Silk Road's fault. Right? Like, you're fucking dumb. Like, of course, it showed the father crying, like, oh, he, who knows what he was doing. Like, don't blame that on the Silk Road. Well, it's not... You could see how that kid would have had a much harder time copping acid if it wasn't for the Silk Road, and that was the... Yeah, but if... That was their point. If you don't know what you're getting into with drugs, don't do them. Like, you should have, like... When I like when you do acid, you kind of have to prepare yourself. Yeah, but a it's, high school kid doesn't know that exactly. And if it wasn't for the Silk Road, he would not. That the dude's not going to know where to go and and buy acid. Oh, from. you can buy acid easily when you're in high school. Yeah, well, apparently that kid didn't know how otherwise. Well, that and kid seemed like a loser because who jumps off a balcony when they're on acid? People who can't <laughs> handle their shit, obviously. <laughs> I don't. That's know. what makes me mad. Don't blame the Silk Road for your kid being a dumb fucking idiot and not being able to handle the drugs that he took. That's where yeah, I come but with. But it. Don't dude, blame like, the drug on that. It's so easy to see why they're going to blame the Silk Road. Like, well, yeah, it was just a whole attack to get the uh, authorities' attention onto this thing. And Chuck well, but Schumer that's literally not, called but for that's, it to be shut down. That's not what the kids' parents were thinking. And Chuck Schumer's probably thinking a lot of things. But I don't think Chuck Schumer is... He's not a soldier in the Army to keep the drug war going. I guess. But at the same time, he's helping keep the drug war going by well, shutting down the Silk Road. Because well, the Silk Road wasn't really... The Silk Part Road the is not war. the Silk Road is not the answer. The it's Silk not. Road was never going to last. No, it wasn't. It was just a fun little escape for people at the time. Yeah, and it just got way out of hand really quickly, as we'll find out. Yeah, but so let's get back to the let's get back to the story of the Silk Road. Yeah, yeah. So it became a a large drug market for people to order drugs in the mail with bitcoins. Yeah, lots of bitcoins. Lots of bitcoin, and it was run by a figure named. Dread Pirate Roberts. That was his handle. <laughs> and from if, the Princess yeah, Bride. From the Princess Bride, if everyone knows the backstory, he was like, uh, and it was basically because that character, I'm not too familiar with the Princess Bride, but it wasn't like that character, like kind of like a libertarian sort of, yep. he stole from 
that he didn't steal from. I don't know what he did. Yeah, he's, he was a libertarian figure. Let's just say that. And this is where it kind of gets skeptical. It's kind of hard to say this information because there's a lot of information like skepticizing the whole Dread Pirate Roberts thing because Dread Pirate Roberts was ultimately the man who created this website who was known as Ross Albrecht. Now, Albrecht started as... um. Do we have his Wikipedia page pulled up by chance? Yeah. Okay. I just I forget like what he started, like what he was going to school for because it wasn't anything dealing with uh what he was doing with this. I think it was um physics. Yeah, he was doing he was um he was studying physics, then ultimately stopped that and he opened this um this sort of like book. He went to Penn State. Yeah. Yeah, he was he's a Pennsylvania boy. That's Pennsylvania. We have pride for him. That's why I'm completely behind him. I don't. <laughs> Shut up, Matt. <laughs> but um, but yeah, he was going to school for physics, but had this whole idea that he kind of wanted to change up his whole life, and created this website where it was a used bookseller, um, where the, a certain percentage of the profits went to some organization as well. That was his first kind of leap into now what he was out. doing. Here's this gets at what the intention of the Silk Road was. I'm going to make your case that for the Silk Road here mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. you, okay? Per uh, Albrecht's Wikipedia page, he said that originally he was working on, quote, an economic simulation to give people a firsthand experience of what it would be like to live in a world without the systemic use of force. Hell yeah. Okay, so you can see how that line of thinking led him... Uh, to create the Silk Road. Yeah, he was. Right? He that was what complete, he was thinking about. Yeah, he had a complete libertarian, and that ties mindset. in our our point about drug related violence. Yeah, and something like this. I don't think this is a solution. This was no, never going to last because but yeah, the what uh, the the ultimate solution is legalize legalizing. everything and yeah. regulate it, not right. just legalize it. And pe- when you say legalize everything, people think it just means oh everything's the same except no one gets arrested for killing people for drugs. No, that's yeah. not what I'm talking about. No, I mean, yeah, the, that's one good the thing government about it. Gets into the business of regulating, of inspecting and stamping drugs, recreational drugs, and you yeah. can buy them legitimately. Make a make a uh, a consumption age, just like there's a drinking age, mm. and there you go. Yeah, it would be easy enough. Yeah, it I doesn't mean that all the, sh- the street gangs out there that are selling bags of heroin that are killing people yeah. get to just continue doing what they're doing, but it's just legal now. Right. Like that's, it's that's, not, it's not what it is. They would still, that would still right. be illegal for them to do that. And that scenario is what gets used by people who want to continue the drug war. Right. And that's just not it. No, no. It's called a straw man argument. They just pull up this absurd thing and then shoot it down. Even though that's not, that's not, <laughs> even though that's not what's being suggested. Yeah. I get what you're saying. A lot of other people don't, but yeah. I mean. So Albrecht starts out, gets a degree in physics, and then he creates Good Wagon Books. Yeah, an online used bookstore that a certain apparently heard, had a partner. Yeah, and it was um, Donnie Palmer Tree, which sounds like a fake made up name. Uh, no, I don't think so. I think that because there was a there's a documentary called Deep Web that's all about like Ross his life and everything. I'm not saying that it's made up. It just sounds made up. Yeah, and like I said, a certain percentage of the uh, profits went towards some sort of charity or something. Anyway, he, he, he did his part. from the bookstore? Yeah, it was like 15% of the profits that were going from the bookstore they donated to another organization. 50? 15. 15. Yeah, they still needed to make money, but like, 
still giving away 15% of your profits is a pretty decent thing to do, I guess. But ultimately, this led him to creating the Silk Road. And now, if you followed this case and read up on this case, Ross Albrecht has admitted to creating the Silk Road. There's no doubt about it. He admitted 100% that he did, in fact, create the Silk Road. So that's not misinformation, anything like that. But was he behind some of the very shady stuff that was going on with the Dread Pirate Robert's name? It's kind of skeptical. So talk about that. All what, right. what shady stuff? So so Dread Pirate Roberts is the, the handle that he operated this site under. Right. And it goes back to when they first were trying to bust the Silk Road. There was a task force out of Baltimore, Maryland that was assigned to do this. And two of the police officers in that group were dirty cops. They were taking advantage of it. So we'll just start here, and then we'll get into how the dread, the dirty Dread Pirate Robert start, stuff started to happen. So they began figuring out this, what the Silk Road was, you know, created usernames and everything, and they kind of... I'm just going to say DPR for Dread Pirate Roberts now. It's completely easier. They built up a conversation with DPR saying like they wanted to buy the Silk Road off of him. He came back and said it's for sale for $1 billion. Basically, he's telling them to go to hell. Yeah. Since they responded to him, he built up... They built up a conversation with this dude. And he kept... They kept up the conversation saying like, you know, we... It, it's not really worth us to use the site to sell anything under than 10 kilos because they were acting as Coke dealers and everything like that. So DPR responds like, okay, we might have a, let me work on finding a buyer for you, which then led them to one of the Silk Road's employees. It was basically a customer relations person. He dealt with everything like that, sort of. This is the funny part about it. It was the completely normalized dude. Um, you want to scroll down on this? Because I forget the dude's name off the top of my head. Keep going, keep going, keep going. Holy shit, this is a long article. Okay, boom. This dude right here. It led them to Curtis Green. Also known as Flush. Yeah, he was in charge of the forums on the Silk Road. Basically, I said a customer relations sort of people. He would deal with all of that information. But what's funny about this dude, he was a Mormon who had like never done drugs in his life, who was doing this because it paid his bills. But... Ultimately, they got in touch with him, and basically what these dudes did was the officers mailed him a kilo of cocaine. He took it in his possession, and as soon as he got it in the house, I don't even know. It doesn't even say that he opened it. He was sworn by officers. So he got off by um, his lawyer telling him, he told him that this client never knowingly took possession of any illegal drugs. Because honestly, if you sign for a package, you technically don't know what's in there unless you... So he never opened it? No. As far as I know, no, he never... Did he know what was coming to him? I don't think so. From what I understand, no, this was a complete setup just to get to this dude, basically. Because he did a short stint in jail for the cocaine, but it wasn't anything really. So when he got out of jail, these two officers named... Um, their last names are Force and Bridges. They took him to a hotel room and sat him down and just basically grilled him for information for like 12 hours. And they got, they got him to admit his one username, and his password. Now that they have this dude's information, his main account, they have all the access that they need to the Silk Road, right? Every single little thing that they need. It looks like they logged in as uh, Flush and started stealing Bitcoins. <laughs> yeah, they uh, huge amounts of Bitcoins. Dude, a cow called number 13 because they created a new account to flush all these Bitcoins out to make it look like Green was the one doing it. So because... 
Because no one, because DPR and anyone did not know anything about what happened to Green. They had no idea that he got busted. They got taken down. They just thought he disappeared for a minute. You know what I'm saying? They had really no information about what was going on. But when they see him taking all these bitcoins from one account and putting them into another, it kind of throws a red flag their way. So this is where it kind of gets shady in the DPR aspect. Um, since they thought that he had gone AWOL around the time like all this theft started, they kind of figured it was him. So DPR, now... He th- thinks that Flush stole these Bitcoins. Right. Yep. And now DPR... See, this is where start- you lose me on defending DPR. Well, where I'm getting at right here, okay? okay? All right, go ahead. We don't know that this was Ross Albrecht typing his DPR at this time. We have no idea. We know Ross Ulrich was involved as the DPR name on this account, but as far as him being the only sole one, it's still a mystery. It was never proven in court, and there's very a lot of and there's a lot of evidence that varies with that. Because when Ross was in jail, this we're fast forwarding a little. But what bit. happened was the these cops that were pretending to be flush online. Stole this money. Yeah. And then DPR goes nuts. Yeah, he, he goes nuts. And then the cop pretends to be some kind of a criminal. Right. His, and his he, name Knob. Name Knob. Yeah. Because he's okay. dark. And he offers to basically handle Flush yeah. for DPR. And they're yeah. speaking just online. He, and then here, here again, here's a, here's a quote uh, from that exchange. DPR yeah. said, quote, I'd like him beat up then forced to send the bitcoins he stole back. Like, sit him down at his computer and make him do it. Okay. Which... But later, DPR says, can you change the order to execute rather than torture? Right. Okay, then force, pretending to be this guy Knob, forces the the cop. Right. He says he'd do the job for 80K worth of bitcoins. Right. Half payable up front. DPR agrees. Then Then they... I'm assuming he pays... Yeah, he paid half of it up front. Then they had uh, they had the real flush stage his own death. Yeah, they took and pictures they send of pictures. Him. So, as far as uh, Dread Pirate Roberts is concerned, he paid eighty k to have flush killed. Right, and it even says like when he sent him the pictures uh, with the fake bo- with the fake body and everything with him. They they use like chicken noodle soup and stuff to like simulate vomit like they tortured him so much he just eventually had a heart attack and died that's very and, like, very creative yeah and dpr like said that um he was a little bit disturbed but i'm okay i think he's just new to this kind of thing uh-huh. and he said uh he said he didn't think that he'd done the wrong thing and he's sure i will call you again at some point um though i hope i won't have this is to. what this guy says after he thinks he just had his employee killed right who he thought robbed him right right but Mm. you're saying that there's some doubt now let's talk about that you're saying that there's evidence to suggest now i'm not familiar with this part there's evidence to suggest that the person typing as dread pirate roberts at that time wasn't actually ross albrecht it was someone else right so okay so go back talk about that how how do we even think that when Ross was in jail behind bars, had no access to getting to a computer to be able to do what he was doing, Dread Pirate Roberts was signed in. He so was signed this. in and active. After this. Yeah, and when Ross was in jail. Okay. So that's a one red flag right there. We don't know who it was. Exactly. They have no idea who it was. Because really, it's 
it's all anonymous. Even though they did have this conversation, you had no but idea. What, could, was that a, it wasn't a police operation, them trying to, to sting other people? As far as everyone knows, no. The police had no access to that account because they never had access to the Dread Pirate Roberts okay. account. They had access to Flush's account and everything, which had access to a lot of other accounts as we're going to like see here in a minute. But there's no way that it could have been the police doing it. And even if the police were doing it, why would they be signed in to Dread Pirate Roberts as this case is going on? What were they doing right. with that account? That's shady as fuck right there, even. Um uh, DP, and it's also going on to a fact that they someone did an, like a little interview, like an anonymous interview with DPR, and in that interview, DPR had stated that he did that he um didn't create the Silk Road. He had no, he did not create the Silk Road. He had just like gotten it from someone. Like he would just like 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 gotten into this business through someone. So someone under the DPR handle said some information that conflicted with what we know to be the truth yeah. about the creation of the Silk Road. Right. Even the government lead, leads investigator of this case said that there's no way DPR was just one person. Now, hold on, though, because Albrecht has admitted and has talked about how he created this project, the Silk Road. So there's, you're saying that there's potential one or more other anonymous partners that he had out there that he worked with that he has not talked about yeah. in the least. Yeah. But this guy spilled everything else he knows. Why would he not talk about them? Why would he... And, and, well, and further, I would also say, this guy's in prison right now. Yeah, he's he's not getting out. There's no way he's he getting out ever. He has a double life sentence, right? With, with no, no possibility, possibility of parole. parole. I think they gave why him 40 not, years after the double life sentence, too. Why is he not talking about these other partners? Um, you know that they would produce his set. If they really thought that there were other guys out there... Don't you think that they would be willing to, to do a deal with him to, I mean... <laughs> I don't think the people want to hear it, though, man. Okay, so you think that they just wanted to wrap it up and pretend like, we solved the Silk Road. Exactly. I think hands. they just wanted to make an example of Ross. But I guess if you introduce the idea that there are others involved, yeah. then that would question how they what they charged him with. Right. And convicted well, him I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get to that in a little bit about the, the hit and everything and how that was taken apart in his court and everything. But yeah. really, I think what it came down to, man... He admitted that he was a part of DPR, right? That he had fully on they full on knew that Ross Albrecht was DPR, was one of the people behind DPR. Yeah, but he never said that, that there were others. When you have someone who created a marketplace like this man and didn't really say much about the others that were involved with, I think it's more of the line like he doesn't want to be a rat and stuff like that as well. I don't know, man. This guy doesn't strike me as, so far. When I first was like learning about this dude years ago, he didn't seem like he would be even be the one to create this type of website. You know what I'm saying? No, like, I, I don't know. Like, it's it, you don't really you can't judge a book by its cover, but I think it's no. But more I'm, ju- I'm not judging it by that. its cover. Like he has talked a lot about what went on. Yeah, and I just don't. But it's it just also, seems it seems pretty thin for me. I mean, that's like one of those. It also goes back to the point that the courts didn't want to hear it because they tried bringing up information that they that there were multiple Dread Pirate Roberts and they didn't want to hear Who anything did? about it. The, the judge that was in charge of this case. Like, if you go into the case of this, it was a complete witch hunt against Ross. They just wanted to put an example Yeah, they wanted a conviction. Yeah. yeah, they wanted to make an example of him. And I feel like as long as they had the Dread Pirate Roberts supposedly behind bars, it was right. case and closed. They don't want to hear anything yeah, they else want, about it. They want pictures of a guy in handcuffs, and they want to be able to say they... I get right. that, and I'm, that's certainly true. Right. They painted this dude... They painted I just Ross have a hard a time... Like, I'm not saying it's impossible, but... I'm not convinced. No, I get what you're others. saying. I definitely get what you're saying, but yeah. I just think it goes it goes deeper to the point where like they just wanted 
that have someone behind bars for this. Yeah, and, and before we man. go, before we go further into that too, because we're starting to get into the sort of uh, possible police conspiracy. Yeah, because we need to go further into this too. We're not even like halfway done with the whole pol- police. I want to point thing. out that uh, the way that you framed how they how they got flush. Yeah, the whole mailing the uh, that was all above board. There was nothing illegal about that. How they got him? I mean, that was no. Yeah. Yeah, they, they do that kind of thing all the time. All the time. Does is but the it way right f- though? Well, I don't know, but it's not illegal. A lot of th- you know? they, like this is like there's a lot of examples here that need to be like looked at. I just want to point that out that they didn't yeah. they didn't do anything illegal. No, in no. the way that they got flushed. But you the no. way you were framing it, like yeah, it, it's kind of it's you put it's your, your up. if you're looking at it from his perspective, but wh- the way that they got him with mailing him the. Uh, what he thought was cocaine, or I yeah. mean, they were able to prove that, right? Or and that was not illegal. But I just want to make that point. Like no, it's not like yeah. they just the whole thing was just this completely illegal witch hunt no, conspiracy it thing. But they knew what they were doing yeah. ultimately. To so they had the legal him. right to. Now it sounds like they kind of. It says right here, they grilled this guy for twelve hours in a hotel room, flush. Yeah. And these cops that did this, I guess we're gonna get into that. Yeah, but. They were arrested. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. And it's a fucked up situation with that whole thing, I just wanted to make the point too. about, just, just so people aren't thinking that, f- that that the thing with Flush was like this illegal setup. No, no, it okay. wasn't. It wasn't at all. It's just fucked up how they did it. He probably they wasn't. What they were yeah, doing. the point you're making really is that he wasn't, probably wasn't that bad of a dude. He wasn't right. some notorious criminal no, or something. No, he wasn't at all. Like, as I was saying, he was just a normal yeah. ass dude. It's right. just cops are dicks and they do anything they can to get their perp. That's what I'm... Because the way they Sometimes, did it, it was, yeah. legal, was legal, but it's still it's very shady. There's a lot of gray areas around that whole yeah. thing. Because okay. his lawyer even like got him a shorter sentence by saying he had no idea what he was receiving, which is true. If you, if in their their conversation was completely anonymous and everything, so they had no, like, I guess, real proof that he could have like had this. I'm sure the con- like if they had the conversations, I guess they could have gotten it. But he didn't do a long a long term for this cocaine. Right. Like he he did a short stint. Because his lawyer said but they knew no enough idea. about the operation and what was going on, yeah. that he's knowingly doing something illegal, right? And he knew it, and so, so maybe yeah. he didn't know the exact contents of that package, but right? In but any he case, knew something, was, yeah. So yeah. we can, I think we're we're safe to go. I just wanted to point that out no, before yeah. we go into conspiracy, yeah. territory. No, yeah. But there's I plenty mean, more facts to lay out about the right the the story. Once so, we get to the whole case of it. It's there's a lot more fucked up shit that goes. So we left on off where that. DPR was. He did the hit for eighty thousand. He did worth the hit. Yeah, right. He now, thinks he thinks that he had flush killed. Right. And he paid eighty k to do it now, to an undercover cop. These they turned the money into the government. This first eighty thousand they turned this money in was all normal. These cops, right? did. The, yeah, they turned that into the government for the police case and everything. Now they didn't stop there. So force. Because Force and the uh, Force and Bridges work completely different. Force did his one. Force did his own thing, and Bridges did his own thing without even either of them knowing that they were doing it. You know, both of them did not know that they were doing this at first. Like both extorting money from these dudes. They made a new account. Force did called Death from Above, and uh, DPR received a message from him saying, "I know what you had. I know you had something to do with Curtis Green's disappearance and death. Just wanted to let you know that I'm coming for you." Tuck, you are a dead man. 
don't think you can elude me, the oppresso the bear. Now, after they had a short back and forth, uh, Death from Above tried to extort over, like a quarter million dollars from DPR. Force was very sloppy about what he did. He even left video footage of himself typing to these people. As Death from Above. Yeah, like it, it, he wasn't smart about what was it. it gets hey, even, he's really trying to to rip 250 grand from this guy for himself. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. he's he this is his fir- first extortion attempt from it. Then he went under the knob personality. Uh he convinced DPR that he had access to a cor- corrupt department of justice employee who went by the name of Kevin. And then <laughs> Kevin, we love you. <laughs> um and then like DPR had paid knob 400 bitcoins which was then worth $40,000 for Kevin for Kevin, in quote, his counterintelligence information. Yeah, so there's 40 grand for this force guy right right there. Yeah, yep. yeah. Easily 40 grand right there. He, then he said uh, he made no such payment as the second one. So he had written in his log that he had made the first payment, but then that second payment that he had sent months later, never no, no, wrote he, anything He down. paid the 40,000, and he admits to that, but two months later, he, he paid, paid another 525. Yeah, yeah that's so what another I was saying. 52,000. Yeah. Right, right. So... Basically, all this stuff was in the seized servers from Silk Road. They were encrypted in the servers from the beginning. Records of this. Yeah. yeah. So, again, it was only a matter of time before something was going to happen to this dude. And for one, he was using a PGP. PGP was sort of a way to encrypt emails even more. Okay. So, Force then did a whole other scheme where he created another Silk Road identity called French Made where he offered to sell DPR information about a government investigation that was going on on the Silk Road for $100,000 worth of Bitcoins. Um, Again, DPR apparently paid, and then, again, the money went into Force's personal account instead of him turning it in over the government. So this dude paid... Like, he got away with a good amount of money, a couple hundred thousand dollars extorted from this because he abused his authority with access to the Silk Road servers. Mm-hmm. He knew this information. Cop. Yeah, he was a completely dirty cop. And the other one was kind of doing something completely different. And it was just, ta- I think he was just, just taking Bitcoin from certain individuals in the Silk Road. Because he had, he had access to... He had Flush's credentials. Right, and he had access to all that information. So I think he was just moving... I'm pretty sure he was just moving cash around to his own thing. And he was being a real dick about it. Like, he was kind of in the lawyer... Like, when he ever got prosecuted for it, he was kind of just being a smart, arrogant asshole saying that, like, oh, you'll never get the information of where it was because the Bitcoin wallet that he was using was... uh bought out by some it was either a company in japan or china and he thought that they were never able to find the records of it but they did end up finding the records of it and had him like dead to rights right there in the end both of these dudes end up getting caught for this Mm -hmm. they end up doing time for this they only get like i think the max both of them got were 70 months and that's less than six years no, whatever. They stole some money. I mean, yeah. what do you want? Right. And what's even worse about this, man, when it comes to the court case with Ross, this wasn't even brought up 
They said this had nothing to do. It doesn't. I agree with that. With like what? Rob, I, I with, don't. Like, what does that have to do with it? He still. They still have evidence of him doing what he did that they charged him with. Like the cops were dirty. Yes, they were. The uh, and again, this gets but in. Maybe we need like, to explain about the uh, these guys were involved with the uh, the undercover hit thing that they yeah. that they jammed up. Yeah. Um, DPR with or Albrecht. Mm-hmm. But he was no, never. You got to say DPR. We don't know it was Albrecht. He was well. They charged him with it, yeah. or they they arrested him for it. They arrested the, the Albrecht hit? for it, but they never charged him with that. He he never he was never actually. It was he wasn't tried for that. Nah, so. he wasn't. They basically they said that as a headline to make him look worse about the hits. They yeah, had but, no proof of it. Yeah, he was never tried. So for you're it. saying they talked about that in his court case, but just to make him to smear him to a jury. Yeah. They okay. like yeah. they use that. What's messed up about it is you can't do that in a courtroom. You can't just slant like make yeah, evidence. Yeah, you can. You can. But if they, it has nothing to do with the case, it should have been did. blocked. It did though up to that point. But they had no proof of any of this. There was no. Well, they like, had. They had deep. He was known to be DPR, and they had DPR for that. Again, one, there's no real evidence. Hit. There was, but there was no real evidence of anyone else being using that DPR name. Right. That's, that's all. That was all just um, speculation. So. No, but what I'm saying is they said other than this one hit, they said that he had another five additional. They, had, he, they, they said that he was involved with six hits covering um, like three quarters of a million dollars. So they talked about that in, in his court case? Yeah, but it had nothing to do with it. That's what I'm saying. Like this, the one, The one hit they had was um, a charge in Maryland that was involved in the case that these guys were doing. That was that one hit, but nothing had ever come of it. These other five were just kind of making him look bad. They said they had these this proof of it, but it was never offered in court. They were just slandering his name by saying they had these five hits, but like, how do you bring that up in something that's not even, that isn't even a charge that he's being charged for? They had a bunch of other charges, but these hits were not in the charge list, so why are they even bringing this up? Yeah. That's what doesn't oh, make yeah, any again, sense that, to me. The, the judge should have probably said to throw that out. Yeah, exactly. But they never did. It's just bullshit to me. Like I don't understand how that happened. Maybe I'm just jaded. And why, but and there's there's no way this guy was not going to get jammed up for this. No, but in the same just time, knowing the like, way things go, he was he was screwed. Th- I feel like this 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 whole with the two corrupted cops is a conflict of interest in this case to me. How do we not know what other information that they were doing? With the oh, Silk Road. There, there's, again, I, I don't have enough detail available to me about that, but like... I mean, not a lot of people do. Because, the evidence like, is of... the evidence. I mean, they have... There's even more to this because there is apparently some kind of controversy about... His Fourth Amendment rights? Oh, they, yeah, the way they see... Cause yeah, they, but we'll get into that. My That'll point be is next. that they seized the Silk Road servers. They right. have the servers. So they've got the evidence that they need, regardless of how they got there. I mean, they got them. But... There's evidence on that, on those servers. Yeah, but of it's also crimes being committed by this but Albrecht. It's, but it's also a big deal that two cops who were in charge of this task force team to bring him down have had access to these servers for God knows how long. Yeah, and but, we're doing all this shady stuff behind right, it. Right, but that's just a loose suggestion. You're making, you're implying that they planted something on there, and there's no evidence they could of that have. either. But nah, they could never have, know. Though. I mean, there's no evidence of that. But there's no known evidence of that anyway. 
Well, there's, but I mean, for that to be true, that requires such a huge, again, that's like one of those things that just to me doesn't pass the smell test because for that to be true, there would have to be so many people that were on board with that. These, these FBI guys are not computer geniuses. They're not going to be able to go in there and plant evidence without a trace on that server. There's no way. Well, the one, the one dude was, force was so dumb about how he did stuff when he created his Bitcoin wallet. He left a lot of, he left a trail. He used an alias, he used an alias that he would use for like undercover work and put that as his information for his yeah. Bitcoin wallet. And it was a complete... Right, the so dude these are identities that. that were already associated with him. Yeah. As far and as law enforcement. the dude who ran that Bitcoin wallet site that he was a part of, he knew that there was something wrong with that dude from the beginning because that was the first red flag for him that he's a DEA agent using an undercover alias as his paperwork and his official documents for that Bitcoin wallet. Yeah, well, the guy was a dirty cop. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. And they but, did, he went to jail for it. I mean, one more you want. <laughs> it's not long enough, in my opinion. Yeah, I guess I just don't... And I, I keep d- doing this. All I can do is be honest, but, like, it's just... The dude committed crimes. He's in jail for them. These cops committed crimes. They're in jail for them. But they now, got such a light sentence for it, though. No, nah, I don't think that's light. They stole some money and didn't hurt anyone. So six years. I mean, what do you want to do? Execute him? They st- no, I'm not saying execute they stole him. Some but I mean, money. Ross Albrecht is in jail for because you've got a thing. You got a chip on your shoulder against shitty police. I mean, I do. Yeah, that's a hundred percent. Yeah, because- but dude, I mean, honestly, stealing some Bitcoin from a guy. I mean, six years. That's Pretty heavy, if you ask me, especially being a cop, you know, but a it, cop in jail, unless they're in protective custody, which they probably are. They probably are. Assholes. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's the part of their anatomy that would be affected if they weren't in protective <laughs> custody. <laughs> Good. Good. Nah, man, come on. That's fucked. What is this? What are we, barbarians? I mean, if you want to be a law, if you want to be a law abiding citizen, quote, and want to be a cop, don't be so crooked. I'd get in there and get access to that authority if I could, and I wanted to... I mean, like, we, there's no, like... There's not this, That's like, the problem with police work there's now, not though. This, You're not supposed to be corrupt. That's the whole point of the police sanction. Yeah, You're but not no supposed, one's supposed to be supposed corrupt. To be corrupt but, but corruption exists. you don't exists. want police officers corrupt. No, I don't, but they are. and But not That's all of them. That's the problem, though, with the police force, is, that is what I'm saying. It's a huge problem in the police force. You, you do not want corrupt cops. Like, they're the worst... Like, and, and I feel no sympathy for corrupt cops either because I don't wanna... either. I don't either, but I don't have any more special anger at that guy than I do any other corrupt scumbag. Like they're just I do because he again, used to, he, it's he... everyone's got a hustle and that was that guy's hustle. <laughs> yeah, when you have and it's all right? I mean like, it was, yeah. Why is it okay for uh uh for Albrecht to make seventy million dollars because they're supposed to be taking him down and they're making they're profiting so much money off of him well, yeah, instead of doing their you're, job. But you're, you're, it's like an ideological thing that's pissing you off about it. He's yeah. breaking the law; they're breaking yeah. the law. That's what pisses me off that these dudes bust criminals all the time, but have yeah, no problem with it, doing crime it, themselves so to get ahead in life. It's hypocrisy. That's yeah. That's it's what pisses me off okay. about the whole police force. If you want to yeah. make more money, don't be a fucking police officer. That's all I'm saying. There's no way to apply that to to a person who's going to do something like that. Like, what do you mean? There's always going to be opportunists out there. There's always going to be people who are what. As long as there's an opportunity to have access to that money to ha- to get their hand in the cookie jar, yeah. As long as humankind exists, there will always be people who are going to take that opportunity, no matter what. Everywhere, 
right? Okay. But here's yeah. the thing. The moral of the story is that I, I don't see this as something to be outraged about, really, because you know why? Just because scumbags are going to scumbag. There's always, in every group of yeah. people everywhere, there's always a small percentage that are shitheads, right? Right. That includes every workforce, police, firefighters, doctors, lawyers, podcasters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we got a 100% asshole rate on ours. It's two yeah. out of two. Easily. But like, so there always is going to be that, right? Right. But to me, this is actually pretty comforting as far as that goes because they got caught they're in prison and they got these are two cops that went to prison for i mean we said the one got what six years yeah it was, like, so I like said, hey that's that's pretty good to me i mean dirty cops are gonna always exist no matter what because that's yeah, human nature but i wonder when they get out are they gonna be allowed to be able to be back on the police force Hell that's no. that's my whole thing no <laughs> like why would they i mean now you could the ones that are out there that aren't caught you know, mm-hmm. or the ones that are out there and are rewarded for this. Yeah. You know, which like getting elected ag- again, to, you know, the presidency of the United States. Yeah. Which again is a whole other fuel in my pissed off fire, basically. Yeah, you're but pissed, like, you're fired up. I about am. This. I am. I just don't like. I get it. I get corrupt it. Corrupt cops just fucking piss me off more. Like, because if you're a good police officer, I have no problem with you. Well, why you're, would you? Exactly. <laughs> a lot of people just think like, did I say fuck cops is that I mean I hate all cops no I hate dirty corrupt cops basically yeah, and a lot you, of them out there are you have a special there's just I could see why like you just have a special sort of reserved anger for those guys as opposed yeah. to just regular garden variety scumbags but to me well, they're all the same it's it's all the same like I don't I'm not surprised by humanity's it's, capacity to, to shit on each other that's what like we do said, it's what we've always done like you said it's the hypocrisy about it that pisses me off you're paid to put criminals in jail. You're paid to keep um, prisons full, but you're out there doing the same exact thing that they're doing. You yeah. should be taken down and in prison with them. That's just all I'm saying. Hey, man, if I uh, if I'm a criminal and I'm a uh, I'm a scumbag like that, and I get a chance to be a cop and have that kind of power and that much more opportunity to do what I do, then I'm taking it. But why would okay? Because I don't criminal, care if I have the if I have the capacity to shit on other people to to do my hustle, then like, why would I give a shit about how sacred it, the responsibility is of being a cop and being a hypocrite? I don't care. I'm just looking for an opportunity to hustle. It's a good point. Yeah, that's I a, just again, I just point. don't. I but just like why it's would just, you it's be just a cop? It's just, <laughs> and it doesn't always happen that way. I'm sure that like there's guys who become cops and aren't. You know, thieves or, right, or yeah, murderers right, like said, or whatever. I'm not and saying that they, is but, all of but I'm saying guys that are dirty cops didn't start that way. But I think they apply to this. How does anyone end up a thief or a murderer or a scumbag? I think it's again, they're just they aren't different from anyone else. It's just their job. And I'm never surprised by by humanity's ability to just be horrible. I'm yeah. surprised when they're good. That's why I've said this. This story is actually pleasantly surprising to me because we know about these these dirty cops and yeah. they got caught. Yeah. That's my point. But it was just, it's kind of weird that they didn't cross-reference them in the case. That's just what was kind of weird to me. But, like, but they, they didn't get any why information would they? From I mean, them. that's like O.J. Simpson's trial. Like, they try to make it, because oh, some of the cops that were, what, that's what they did, man. They, they made it about the cops instead of about how he obviously killed Nicole. They just did this whole shock and awe thing to distract everyone about some of those cops were dirty, but it didn't change the fact that he did what he did. And they, it's the same thing here. These guys were scumbags. These two cops were, yeah. but Albrecht still committed these crimes that he was convicted of. Supposedly. Yeah. There was a lot of shady stuff 
I mean, he admitted it. He admitted to doing things that are illegal, and he's doing jail now. But granted, let, we can. This is a good transition into the next part of the story. Yeah, because this guy's doing two life sentences. Yeah. without parole, and which is now it's, it's I'm ludicrous. with you on that. That's insane. It's Just like I think those cops getting six years for stealing some money has actually. I mean, granted that they're cops, they want to make an example out of them, I get that, but, like, six years is a lot of time just for, like, that's white-collar crime. They didn't hurt anyone or Extortion, whatever. Extortion, though. Yeah, Extortion's that's, that's a pretty true. big one. That, that's true. Especially with figures about in, like, that six, part. six figures. That's a lot of money. Oh, yeah, he... And especially that they manipulated that, their... They manipulated the case, yeah. yeah. They manipulated their sure. power with that case and okay. took advantage of that Extortion, case. So, it's yeah. like, so, six years prison... I mean, it sounds appropriate, but a double-life sentence for a non-violent dude who never hurt anyone that's and, that's a bit much. and it gets and that too gets along with the charges that they gave him they gave him narcotics charges and they gave him a kingpin charge that they would for like heads of the drug cartels yeah. and mafia how do you do that i don't know about the i would be curious to know how they were able to because that dude never touched narcotics no so it would be like if someone was selling drugs through ebay and then all of a sudden the head of eBay got charged with narcotics because someone was selling drugs over their website. So yeah. it's kind of far-fetched. It's very far-fetched how they did that. But basically now I think we should just move on to how he was finally busted, how they... Should we get into how they manipulated the server, like found the server first, like the FBI supposedly, how they did that? Sure. So apparently the big question mark in this case originally from Albrecht's whole side was how they were able to find the Silk Road server in the first place. How were they able to obtain this when the Silk Road was supposed to be a completely anonymous site? Like they would they they were thinking that they would have to uh get intel from NSA that all these governments were working together without any probable cause or even like warrants or anything like that to search these things. But so apparently the FBI found like a leak in the login page of the Silk Road where they were able to like keep refreshing it and manipulating it so much that it led it back to an IP address over in Iceland that was hosting the server. And then the FBI then went through Iceland to get who was running the server and which led them back to Ross Albrecht. Yeah. When Ross was busted, he was busted in a, a public library because he would whenever he would do Silk Road, stuff he would go to public places like that like an internet cafe a public library where he had access to free wi-fi but it wasn't his you know what i'm saying it w- he wouldn't be able to go back to him using it they knew that he was going to be there they set up this whole distraction thing where two agents acted like whirling lovers distracted him and everyone else and basically as soon as ross got away from his laptop for like one minute they bum rushed him put him in handcuffs took his laptop and backed up all the encrypted evidence that he had while the silk the, the the worst part about it was all the silk road and all the evidence was open to them right he had it all open right there he was basically caught red-handed right and this is where it, this gets me with the little loopholes that they did i feel like how they went about it with taking his laptop and just encrypting whatever they could they had no right to they had a warrant to search it but it had no particularity in that warrant and if you know anything about the Fourth Amendment, you have to have particularity. So what does that even mean? Like you, ha- they have to say exactly what they're searching for. And they, like say, if you were to go in a filing cabinet, you can't just hand them a warrant and say we got to search through this whole filing cabinet. You have to have an exact file or list of files that you were looking for, not just looking through this whole file. Cabinet. Oh yeah, but still, I mean, if you find 
if if you have a warrant to search my house for illegal drugs and you find a dead guy laying on the floor, you don't you're allowed to arrest me for murder, right? Seems like that's kind of what happened there. I don't know. A little bit, but again, they had to specifically state what they were looking for in his laptop. But if they, well, they were looking for that and they found other evidence of other legal activity in the process. But they got away with it, of course, because they, they the fucking the court said it doesn't matter if it's a laptop. That rule doesn't apply. And that's a big example moving in on this new age of technology to where they can yeah. manipulate anything they want. You know what I'm saying? There's like a gap in understanding yeah. and applying, you know, to new new technologies, yeah. I guess, as it's, far as the law goes. And that's where they were trying to get that his Fourth Amendment right was violated in that whole aspect right there. It was the same with the, them finding the servers, but of course they had ways of coming back and saying, no, we didn't violate any Fourth Amendment rights and everything. And even I still feel like this is a gray area because they literally just took his laptop and just did whatever they wanted with it, like right then and there. Yeah, I don't know. I just don't see the it's outrage It's kind of like that. cops I mean, taking they, phones they're, now. They have a warrant f- to search my laptop and I have my illegal business open on my laptop. Am I expecting for them not to take it and like light me up for it? They were just trying to get him off because if your amendment rights are violated... That's a big thing in a case. Like you can get off by that. Yeah, they, they were tried. just trying they, to get it looks any like they made a, They made a motion to strike. I guess that that laptop evidence from his trial. Yeah, and it was shut down. Yeah, anything that they tried to do was shut down with this case. Yeah, they weren't even allowed to cross reference witnesses, like witnesses that they had against Albrecht and all these people that were coming out with information about Albrecht. His defense wasn't even allowed to, like, question them. Yeah. So they were basically just trying to put this dude under as quickly as possible. That's where it goes back to me saying they were just trying to make an example out of him. They did a lot of shady stuff Yeah. with this. So we have up a court filing. This was the government's response to Albrecht's lawyer's attempts to suppress basically all of the evidence against him. Yeah. And just in the preliminary statement... In this filing, I think it's pretty illuminating. Here's what they say. Having failed in his prior motion to dismiss all of the government's charges, Albrecht now moves this court to suppress virtually all of the government's evidence on the ground that it was supposedly obtained in violation of the Fourth Amendment. Albrecht offers no evidence of any governmental misconduct to support this sweeping claim. Instead, Albrecht conjures up a bogeyman, the NSA, which Albrecht suspects without any proof whatsoever was responsible for locating the Silk Road server in a manner that he simply assumes somehow violated the Fourth Amendment. If, Albrecht contends, all of the government's evidence was, quote, the fruit of this poisonous tree, it must all be suppressed. The law, however, turns on facts, not speculation, and the facts are not at all what Albrecht imagines them to be. As explained below, the Silk Road server was located not by the NSA, but by the Federal Bureau of Investigation using perfectly lawful means. Uh, and it goes on to explain, FBI agents noticed the server's IP address leaking in the traffic sent from the Silk Road website when FBI agents interacted with it. Now, this is their their story that right. they went with as right. to how they found this. This is their explanation for how they actually found that server. They found the IP leaking out of traffic sent from the Silk Road website when FBI agents interacted with it. After taking additional steps to corroborate that the server was indeed hosting Silk Road. Now, they don't list those additional steps. No. Okay. That's... The FBI asked law enforcement 
authorities in the foreign country where the server was located to image the server's contents, which those authorities agreed to do, pursuant to their own laws and investigative authority. The FBI's actions were utterly proper and did not violate the Fourth Amendment in any way. It just goes on to shoot him down even more. It says, beyond making speculative claims of fact... Albrecht offers only specious theories of law in in advancing the rest of his suppression arguments. First, he contends that the government was required to get a warrant to authorize the search of the Silk Road server, but it is well established that warrants are not required for searches by foreign authorities of of property overseas. So this is getting into, I guess, you said it was Iceland. Because they don't name the foreign country in this it, filing. Yeah, I'm, they, 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 I don't think it was in this file, but they came out and said that the server was, was in Iceland. Okay, so this foreign country sure. they're talking about was Iceland. And apparently Iceland agreed to go ahead and, and give them the contents of this server because yeah. it was located in their country. They make a pretty compelling case here. You know what I mean? I could certainly yeah, see how the dude got jammed up. <laughs> it's basically just going their word against his. Well, not really. I mean, they have a record of this stuff, of what they did. You can't just say shit and then file it in court. I mean, if you're the government agency, you can. They have to prove it. They have to have a a, tra- a a paper trail of how they found stuff. But in any case, yeah, there's certainly room in here for what you know what he's saying. But like, look, that's just. I guess I just from where I'm the way I look at this stuff, it's like, the, just in in broad terms, the way this thing was set up, he was going down. Yeah, and his defense, it's their job to do whatever they can to try and stop that, including shooting holes. And I mean, that's what you do. Right. If you're like, that's what OJ did. Exactly. Right. He couldn't. If the glove don't fit, you're full of shit. (laughs) That's basic defense. Yeah. If the facts don't work, then you don't argue the facts. Right. You try and argue everything else. Right. Like the chain of evidence and the methods that they use. That's what OJ did. It worked for him. It did not work for this guy. No. Basically, they were trying to just keep his sentence as minimal as possible. He right. knew he was going to be doing time, but right, they right. knew that they were going to be trying to put him away for longer than he deserved to be put away for. And yeah, they wanted they to make an example out of this succeeded guy. They sure that. did. That's insane. They ultimately succeeded in that, giving him... You have the charges? Okay, Ulrich was charged with money laundering, computer hacking, and conspiracy to traffic narcotics. Okay, so he wasn't actually charged with having touched narcotics himself they they put conspiracy yeah eh. but they also gave him the kingpin charge they that stuck they gave him the kingpin charge well what, well, what does that mean what it's it's just a, it's a charge that they give like well, I what's said, it called the, is it really called a kingpin charge yeah cuz it that, that doesn't say that here though this is his wikipedia page it just says money laundering computer hacking and conspiracy to traffic narcotics no i was reading in another article that okay. he was legit put with a kingpin charge it, like that's what made it even worse because they only give that to leaders of drug cartels and mafia like organizations okay i think that's what made him get such a longer sentence in the first place well anyway they convicted him of all nonviolent accounts after a jury trial because yeah. he pled not guilty and he was sentenced to double life imprisonment plus 40 years without the possibility of parole why do they do that why do they do the plus 40 years thing? Why do they do a nah, double they, life they're sentence? just following the, the charges that they put on them, you know? That's just ridiculous, man. And the, um, It's like a technicality. Yeah. And I guess we should say, like, because we didn't really talk about the murders and stuff that he was being charged with. It's well known. I read that 
the only reason they kept bringing those up in court is they were trying to make it so that he wouldn't be able to get bail. That's really mm-hmm. it. And it worked. They probably figured he was a flight risk, which yeah. I'm sure he was. Yeah. Well, they, um, I'm pretty sure he was caught too with a bunch of different passports with different names, all had his picture on <laughs> well, it. Well, no but wonder like, they didn't want him to get bail. Yeah. yeah. But it says I mean, here actually about the, the hit, the, uh, the hit. Yeah. It says, uh, on the last day of trial, Saren Turner, the New York lead prosecutor, addressed the jury and stated that none of the six contracted murder for hire allegations occurred. One, ch- uh, one charge of procuring murder was originally filed in October 2013 in a separate pending indictment in Maryland, which was later dismissed in its entirety in July 2018. So this just wrapped up a few months back. Yeah. The other five allegations uh, of procuring murder were never filed. Yeah. So they did, they did file uh, one charge of him. That was the one in Maryland. Yeah. Yeah. But got dismissed. Yeah. But that was a separate case, though. Yeah. But the other five, like, how are you going to. But you're saying that they talked about they this talked in about his other in trial. His case. Yeah, yeah they, it like, sounds like they did. They were just making him. It says on the last worse. day of trial, the prosecutor addressed the jury and stated that none of them occurred. It's yeah. just, well, they said that the murders didn't happen, right? But yeah. you can't talk. You can't. You have to strike that from the record when you're in court. Yeah. You Although once you talk about it, the cat's out of the bag. The jury can't pretend like they didn't hear it. Yeah, but yeah, it's just so shady how that works. It's just so shady how that works. Well, the prosecutor, that's their job to try and... They put him in there to convict oh, people, so they got to do everything they can. Now, yeah. prob- now, if the fault goes anywhere, it's on that judge for not... Uh, yeah. But someone has to object to it. The judge can't just... Someone would have to object, and I'm sure the defense... Well, I think they tried to get it thrown out. I'm sure they it, did. And it didn't work. Yeah, apparently so. not. But she did tell the... The jury that it didn't ha- that the murders didn't happen, but still, that's after she had already framed the story. Right. It's to brainwash the jury to make him look twenty times worse than he really was. Really, this dude is never going to get out of jail. I think he. They've tried to appeal his case last year. They just threw it right out. They tried yeah. to give it because, like, you have you have so long after the first initial trial to find more evidence to appeal your case. And I think they tried to put in an extension because they had some evidence, but they needed more time to get more. And they were trying to put in an extension to get more time. Yeah. And the judges threw it out. Right. So sadly, I think he's going to be in there for his whole sentence. If he gets out, it's going to be a very interesting and it's going to yeah, be completely some, luck yeah. that he would get out. I think a lot of time's going to have to pass and some things are going to have to change. Yeah. And I, I, I guess you guys probably realize my viewpoint of this whole thing so far, like he should have done some time, but this yeah. is just too much. Yeah. That's I agree. just way too much. It's too hardcore of a sentence. Even like 20 years, I feel like would be probably like, it's, the still, most. A extre- it's still a little extreme for that, but like it, it would be, I feel like a decent, if they wanted to prove their point, give him 20. Right. Not give him two fucking life sentences plus 40 years with no possibility of parole. Yeah. I I just, I have a hard time with the DPR as multiple people theory. Really? Yeah, I don't, I just don't buy it. I don't. Because there's no, I mean, if there was any real, again, this guy's life is over. Yeah. Why doesn't he just say there are other people, like, I didn't do these 
you got to think about this, though. It could have been people that he's never met in his entire life. Yeah, but why wouldn't you say that then? There's no risk. You don't even know who they are, you know? At least say it to introduce doubt. But would that really help? He would, would that really it, help wouldn't, him, wouldn't though? you That's try that? Yeah, well, I mean, well, maybe not. Because like, it looks like they were set on jamming him up anyway. It, yeah, it but was I just a witch hunt against this dude. Wait, there's no evidence out there. There's no real evidence that anyone and else... And I think... Other I th- than you you did mention that after he was locked up, the username was logged in yeah, somehow. There but, was still someone uh, using it. Who knows? It's an interesting thing because, like, because like you said, it's hard to introduce that evidence when, like, like I said, there could have been complete holes in it that they... But still, you you they tried to introduce this crazy Fourth Amendment thing that apparently had no merit. So I mean, it wasn't really crazy because that could have gotten him off the whole thing. I see what they were trying to do. Yeah, with but wouldn't that. they try everything? You would try everything. But how much is like? But he's never even said it. He's never even said that there were other people. Like even off the like, record. Like I'm like it's like what I'm trying to say though. Because like, if you have no proof of it, if you have no records of like more than one person like i said these people could not have even told him their true identity but he tried other things to improve his uh at least the way he was viewed yeah he tried saying other different things so i just don't understand why if that was the case he wouldn't say this but like but so so you think you really think that there are other people who were so you think dpr was multiple individuals yeah and you think that albrecht is not the one who tried to do the hit on flush do you think do you um, think that's the case i can't just in your opinion in my opinion yeah i'm gonna say yeah that he that he was not the person dealing with that but do i know that so for what, a certain no no of course not but what, no. so just what makes you think that though i just don't think this dude is capable of that Everything I've learned about this dude, I just don't think he is capable of being a murderer. See, I do. I I I think it was him. Really? Personally, that's just my. Again, we don't know. Yeah, that's just like, my opinion. Yeah, my, my I feeling about it is that I I I get it, especially the way that because they have record of that conversation that took place. Yeah, he said, "Eh, can we can we change it to an execute?" Like, dude, yeah. it, that it just it to me at face value, smell test wise, I can kind of believe it but okay what if i throw this at you what if he was the one who told them to initially beat the shit out of him and force him to send the bitcoin back but someone else his partner apparently who was with jerry pirate roberts logged onto that and just changed the hit without even him knowing you know that could be a whole thing uh, too. but i don't yeah that that's still that's the multiple dpr could, theory or it could be that they had had a conversation like the p- multiple people who were dpr had the conversation and they ultimately decided they just needed to kill him. But again, it wasn't that's all predicated. Ross. That whole scenario predicates on there being multiple DPRs, which I just don't buy. Okay. I don't, I don't see any, any reason that there would be like, okay. I, again, for me, the, if there were, he would talk about it. I feel like aside from the fact that there's been no indication other than that supposed login, but, uh, uh, but that to me, that's not convincing. But and again, if, this is all just conjecture. We don't right, really know. Right. But, but like, again, it goes back to this, too. Okay. So it wasn't, he created the Silk Road, but he wasn't the only one involved in the Silk Road, as we know. There were more, uh, yeah. there were more people involved with it. Right. Why didn't he mention those people? Well, he didn't take anything, he didn't take anyone else down with him or try to throw anyone under the, the they bus with him in his court. To me, now that wouldn't help him. Oh, hey, someone else helped me with the computer coding. 
Like, yeah, they were part of the conspiracy too, but that doesn't help you with the other charges, you know? Whereas yeah. multiple DPR, I mean, literally gives you ammunition to say, none of this was me, because you don't have any evidence other than the than the online trail of what DPR did. Without question, the individual who was using the DPR screen or the DPR handle did these things. Okay. So your only way to get out of it is to say, I'm not DPR. So why wouldn't you do that? Well, technically he was DPR. Right. He but was if there DPR, were multiple there DPRs, were... why wouldn't you say, there are other people using this screen name, and I don't know where they are, but I wasn't the one that was doing this during the hit thing. But like, just listen to how you just said that. I don't know who they are. I don't know. That's that's, that's going to be thrown out immediately, you would I throw, feel like. You would throw that out there to try and convince the jury. Why not? You got no no nothing else to even grasp at. Yeah. It wouldn't help you as far as making yeah. a deal to get the prosecutors to let go, but this was a jury trial. He was pleading not guilty. I get that, but I think or at least after the fact. He would and he even now he's a he's sitting in a double life sentence with no possibility of parole. Right. You said they shut down his his attempts to even appeal the case. Right. Now, his only chance really the way I see it is to get public support, right? Which get he has a, a lot political of. outcry. Well, if there is any weight to that multiple Dread Pirate Roberts theory, why would you not be talking about that? They, I don't know. That's just, and again, that we don't have the, we don't, no one knows. We don't yeah, know. Yeah, that's the, that's the thing. We don't really know. That's it's just, just all my, the force of opinion. That's yeah. my, but what's what I, that's what I see. Right. Yeah. If it I were get me, what you're saying. That's what yeah. I'd be doing. Because your only move, since, since in a strictly legal avenue, he's not getting any, he's not having any luck. Right. So you got to go and work public opinion. You got to try and get outcry and support, you know, get yeah. uh, get Kim Kardashian to go and visit oh, the Oval Office to get you pardoned, right? Yeah. So to do that, you want to yeah. make the best case you can, and I would say whatever I could, you know. In any case, yeah, who knows? And again, him. I now think, I, the fact that he's not doing that doesn't mean anything either. But I'm right. just. But I think what they were knows? trying. Maybe the guy's just stupid. <laughs> I mean, in all honesty, I mean, you never know. Maybe he's just smart with, you know, he's smart with enough to stuff. set up a, yeah, computer and Maybe in the criminal world, he's not smart at all. Or he, just he, in general. Maybe yeah. he's just like an idiot. I mean, he could be an idiot savant. You never know. Like He's just really good at coding, yeah. but he just doesn't. <laughs> I mean, like, in all honesty, man, because it didn't seem like he had a lot of criminal backbone. So you're uh, you're no. thrown into this criminal world. You have no idea what well, you're doing. He wasn't. Most he of the threw time. himself into. Well, it. yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like you throw yourself into this whole idea where the crimin- like a lot of criminal shit is going to be going on around you. He could just be a very loyal person and just not and just not ratting I don't see on it, anyone. Though. This guy is because hard no ass. one's ratting on him. I don't think there's anyone to rat on him. Like he's why would you rat on him? He's he's already got a double life, and they're well, not going after him. Why, they're not going after anyone else. Why would they rat? True. They're just going to call the FBI anonymously. Well, I think hey, <laughs> DPR I think the did, biggest... did another murder. <laughs> <laughs> I just think the biggest thing that they were trying to do in the court court case was focus on the Fourth Amendment more than anything. You I mean th- in his defense? Yeah, that's yeah. the one thing that they were trying. Well, I don't they, think they, they were clearly trying... did. They did that. Yeah. yeah, they definitely tried to suppress the evidence against. And him. I think they. I think in their mind they thought that they had a strong case with that, and they were going to get it. Or they thought it was their only that. case. Yeah, they decided to go with that, and it because, didn't like, work. It all goes back to the point where they can only defend so much as to what Ross is telling them. Oh yeah, of course. He knew that this was going to happen eventually. Basically, probably like it, your reign 
especially like towards the end when a lot of bad things were happening, like when he was getting extorted, when they were getting extorted, apparently for hundreds of thousands of yeah, dollars. Right. Stuff, you know something bad is happening. Something is the government is catching on to you. It could even go back to the point when Chuck Schumer was even telling them to shut the site down. So they knew this was going to happen for a while now. They knew this it wasn't going to live forever. Yeah, man, but the yeah. Silk Road. It's an interesting thing. It's uh, there was a Silk Road 2.0 that was brought back by someone else. It was shut down. Then there never was really s- got any. And again, never. He wasn't made a big deal of like Ross was. He didn't get put in a double life sentence like Ross was. And then Got a slap Silk on the hand. Silk Road 3.0. Shut down. Shut down. There have been other sites like this ha- that have come. Either, even other than, When the Silk Road was even a thing, there were other marketplaces like this. But the Silk uh-huh. Road was the main one. It was like the Walmart. It had of, the best name. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it did have the best And the logo, too. I like the logo a lot. Yeah. And uh, But yeah, sad day. They got shut down <laughs> for... I don't see it as a sad day. It's just like I thought it was sad, inevitable. Yeah, it's an it's inevitable, but it's still sad that it, yeah. it happened. There was a sister site on the. Uh, I read that the Silk Road originally did weapons. Yeah, but then he stopped weapons from uh, being moved on the Silk Road, and then they had a sister site called the Armory. Or yeah. some such. Yeah, I do remember that. Specifically that you say for that. weapons. But then I think that was shut down because it just wasn't being used much. Yeah. Well, there, like, there was, like I said, there was some shady stuff that was being sold on the Silk Road. I think even child porn was being sold on the Silk Road at one no, point. No, he actually had, uh, he had a, there were, the Silk Road included terms of service that had certain things laid out that were not, it said you couldn't sell things that uh, involved actual harm to to, to other people, okay, which includes child porn and stuff like that. So he did put that in the terms of service. Now, granted, it was still an un- completely unregulated, lawless yeah. place where you could just buy whatever. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure how... how I don't know you how can't. heavily he actually policed that. Yeah. And I'm certain that there actually was stuff like child porn that was moved on. At it. one point, yeah. Because I think there at one point it was, but like you said, he could have... They had they obviously had people run, like searching the site, like running the forums and everything, so they could have... It could have taken a it while, being but they could have shut a, that down a little yeah. bit. Yeah, and that's what uh, our 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 guy Flush. That was probably part of his job. Yeah, it was. That was a big part of his <laughs> poor job. Flush. Actually, poor, that, that is shitty. Poor Flush. But I mean, I saw a picture of Flush there. He looked like a he he looked like I, a normal nice, family man. nice fella. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. But I mean, Ross. If you look at a picture of Ross, he just looks like a normal like kind of dude. You wouldn't yeah. expect him to even be a part of something like this. Yeah, but. It was a failed experiment. Yeah, it was. It was a great experiment in the first, but it, at the yeah. end, there was You're too really many excited problems. about this Silk Road thing, man. I like You're it. I love the, the Silk idea. Road, dude. I loved it. Like it you was loved a the cool idea thing. Of it. Yeah, you didn't use it. No, right? I never used it to buy anything or anything. But I had been on it, and I I just thought it was a great idea. It was something new and completely cool, and something that like no one thought could be possible, and they made it possible. That's what I love about the Silk Road. I love the libertarian side of it that you could buy. I mainly liked it for, like like you said, because 70% of it ended up being the drug aspect of it. I liked it because of that. You were able to safely buy whatever drug you wanted to in the safety of your own home delivered right to your mailbox. Right. Where else are you going to find that? You know, I just thought of one one last thing that actually relates to, you know how we were talking about it seems a little questionable for Albrecht to have been 
pulled in on these drug conspiracy charges, considering he was just kind of providing a a platform for other sellers. Right. I did read that there actually were materials from the Silk Road giving instructions on how to vacuum seal your product to avoid detection in the mail. Yeah. Now, having read and remembered that, they're asking to be pulled into a conspiracy charge on that. I mean... Well, how? You can get that information online, anywhere. But you could see how it can be spun by a lawyer. And, and, and think, thinking like a lawyer instead of like... like okay. They're involving themselves. It, it, it suggests that they know that their site is trafficking drugs and that well, they I mean, are they did know. and they are making themselves available to sort of assist in that. I get what you're saying. You could, yeah. Yeah, I mean but I could kind of see knew, how they pulled them in on this conspiracy charge. But I mean they knew from the the get-go that they were selling drugs. So I mean like they got them well, just because yeah, of that alone basically I feel like. Well, but again it, it just I, From a common sense standpoint, if you're giving instructions on how to avoid getting caught shipping your drugs through my service, it's pretty hard for me to say that, oh, I'm just a, a platform and I'm not involved with what gets sold. Like, okay, well, then don't comment about, you know, I don't, I'm just but, saying that 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 piece of information right there just makes it make a lot of sense for me how they were able to do that. That's a part of it. I think it's because, too, this is the first site like this that did this sort of thing so i think it was a lot of gray area that they were able to get through because of that this was the first time that they were ever to try someone because of this yeah so they had all these gray areas that they could do whatever they wanted to do with and they took complete full advantage pressure was on for them to produce a big slam dunk yeah conviction and sentence on this because it had all politically because it had all this heat in the media right the silk road was gassed up to be this big evil you know, evil, enterprise. evil uh, enterprise that sold Which, child porn and hits and murders. And, and if you look at drugs. some, of, and if and if you read some of the articles about it, that is exactly what they say. It's where you could buy drugs, uh, weapons, murder for hire, child pornography listed, all this stuff. But they, yeah. they forget to admit the fact that seventy percent of the business towards the end was all drug related. The other 30%. And they don't even mention that you could buy legal stuff on the Silk Road. I bet you 50% of the people who knew, who just know a little bit about the Silk Road, probably didn't even realize you were able to buy legal things yeah, on the Silk Road. I guess. But I mean, that's not that's not going to save it. <laughs> no, it's not. But it's just like, it puts it, they put it in such a bad light, basically. I, I don't know how any any way to spin it. They just kind of yeah. made it look worse than what it but really that's, was. But that's what they do. Just yeah, like it is what rock they and do. roll was devil music. It is devil music, Mike. Right. Well, <laughs> that's true. That's so true. You Black know. Sabbath is the source of the devil. Yeah, I don't do shows without someone in the Dark Lord first, you know what I mean? I mean, I... Just I, can't perform. But yeah, you're supposed to piss out a pentagram standing in the middle of it and then take a shit while the Dark Lord comes and massages your back. Are we still on this Salo thing? From from the film competition, the circle of shit. We've never left. We entered. There the is cir- a lot of piss and shit in that piss movie. So I we guess. entered the circle of shit and we never left. Oh, <laughs> man, I don't want to be in that circle. It smells yeah, so well, bad. Too probably. bad. We're stuck. Yeah, but I think that about wraps up our in-depth Silk Road conversation. Conversation. Yeah, guys, if you want to read up about this, watch the movie Deep Web. If you don't really feel like doing all the research like we had done reading documents for hours upon hours till I literally fell asleep on my computer last night, 
it'll give you the gist of everything that you need to know without going in depth into all yeah, these court documents. Yeah, there's a lot of in, there's a lot of info out there. You can yeah. get the court documents if you are so yeah. inclined. Let us know what you think of the Silk Road. Let us know if you ever used the Silk Road. You will be completely anonymous to us. We will not mention any detail about you whatsoever. Just do not admit to crimes in communications with us. I mean. They can't. What, what are they going to try them for? What are we going to get charged with? I don't even want to. Email me personally. DM yeah. me through Instagram. Yeah. I don't care. Hit Dave up in the DMs. <laughs> I've had people admit they used the Silk Road to me through texts. Yeah. The FBI man on your phone saw it, though. He did. He's seen a lot of other things. He's seen my dick multiple times. So. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's seen everyone's dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine that dude's job who just like has FBI to go man. through all the dick pics? Yeah. <laughs> it's like part of the job. They have to catalog all the dick pics. But all right, guys. Silk Road. Dark Side Podcast. Patreon. Yeah, guys. Follow us and all that good stuff. Yeah, Patreon. Dark Side Podcast. Uh, Bonus should, content. Should we, should we talk about the merch a little bit? I don't know. We don't have it yet. We don't have it yet, but we have... There will be. There will be. Keep an eye out. Yeah, we'll we'll keep you guys posted on social media about that more when everything starts to happen. But yeah, guys, Patreon, give us money, and we'll give you fun stuff. Mm. Matt might even send you a dick pic. You never know. Maybe. Nah, I don't want to do this. We're not going to do a promotion like that. We want them to give us money, not <laughs> not call the police. <laughs> <laughs> And all right, guys, email any suggestions for us, any Silk Road info, and maybe we'll do an update on it in our next episode, darksidepodcast at gmail.com. Subscribe to us and all the fun stuff like SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play. You'll find all of our stuff updated there weekly. Don't uh, forget to rate the podcast if you're yeah, on iTunes. Give please, us five stars. Yeah, please keep hitting the five-star button, guys, as much as you possibly can. Until then, I'm Dave. I'm Matt. And this is the Dark Side Podcast. Peace. Peace.